0: Hi, this is Bobby, and welcome to Black and White. Can we just talk the Week in Review? What a week.
1: What a week indeed. This is Charles, and uh, this conversation may be interesting because uh, some stuff happened this week that we're going to review that uh, gets right down to the black and white conversations in America, I think.
0: That is so Uh, true, so uh, true.
1: We're still in the middle of the coronavirus and COVID-19, and and, uh, are we going to reopen, or how are we going to reopen, what speed are we going to reopen? In the middle of all that, we also have uh, Joe Biden, just this morning, came out and denied Tara Reid's sexual assault allegations. So we have some things to talk about.
0: We really do, Doc. You know, we are talking about this reopening. I'm hearing a lot of conversations. People are saying, hey, if you can't feed my family, you can't pay my bills, you can't do this and that for me, then how do I stay closed? I mean, because at the end of the day, it's about survival. And if we can't provide the needs for the people, then we really need to rethink this, this closure because... I get both sides of it, but at the same time, I understand the cries of the people who are saying that my mortgage is due, my children can't eat, shoes, and all the basic things that people need. And yet, while the stimulus package is really not enough, that's like giving a hippopotamus a tic-tac. So I I think that, you know, we got to rethink this and look at this from a different perspective. And you're right. You know, Joe Biden came out and said that uh, wasn't true. He denied it. I believe the man. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. You know, I, I I think that we in this time or this era where we twenty plus years later. I'm not discrediting the woman or discrediting anything that women go through, but I think that you know that seems to be the the playbook: uh, attack credibility and let's see what happens.
1: Yeah, I assume. You know, I uh, you know we haven't uh, talked much about politics, and obviously you and I. Uh uh, are going to have fun doing this because uh, we uh, <laughs> we know that whenever you have these kinds of conversations, people take strong opinions and, uh, you know, they always say, don't talk about religion and politics in your family or when you get together with a family gathering because you're guaranteed to have problems if you do. Uh, we're, we're going to go there uh, and it's going to be interesting to see. And, uh, you know, I don't know, I've never, I don't think I've ever said this publicly to anybody in the world before. And so uh, this will be the first time I say it because I'm independent inside years ago I would be independent because I run a university and I decided we needed to serve people from all different stripes and so forth. And I didn't want to be on one side or the other. Uh, and so it's interesting to me to kind of try to stay in the middle and watch the inconsistencies on both sides. And so if I'm talking to my Republican friends, I usually point out a lot of the inconsistencies and hypocrisies. When I'm talking to my Democratic friends, I point out hypocrisies and inconsistencies. It's really easy to see when you step back and look at it from a distance. When you're in the middle of it on one side or the other, all you can see is you're right and they're wrong.
0: Well, you know what, Doc? That that sounds good. But here's what I say at the end of the day, right? If you go to a doctor and you're having heart uh, pains, chest pains, and you're having some problems, you want an independent doctor, you want a Republican doctor, you want a Democratic doctor, you want a good doctor. Of course, you want a good doctor. The same things hold true. If I got a president of a university, I want a good president of a university. If I got a president of a country, I don't care if he's Republican, I don't care if he's Democrat, I don't care if he's independent, I want a good president. And I think that we allow titles to divide us. Well, you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, you're independent, that's great. Whatever you are, at the end of the day, you want the best person for the job. I want a guy that can serve all the people, regardless of what their race, color, who they side with, how they voted, RD, independent opposed, whatever it may be. Because as long as we have this divide in our country, as long as we have this divide, you right, I'm wrong. No one has to be wrong. You believe what you believe based on your race, based on your raising, excuse me, based on how you were raised, your experience, And maybe a little of both. Yeah, (laughs) and so I think that once we keep going down that rabbit hole, this is when the divide happens. You want a good president.
1: So you remind me of the story that you and I will remember because we are of a certain age but uh when Ronald Reagan got shot uh, I remember that day they uh they threw him into his car and they rushed him off to the hospital exactly and uh, you know Ronald Reagan had this uh he had, he had he was the king of the one-liners and he gave a couple of them so he's on a gurney being rolled into the hospital and he said I forgot to duck you know, obviously referencing that he'd been in a lot of movies and he'd been a cowboy in movies or whatever. Right. But then the other thing he said, when he got inside and before they could operate on him, uh, and and that thing barely missed vital organs. It'd been a couple inches over. He'd have been a dead man. But he looked up at the attending physician that was getting ready to do the surgery and he said, I hope you're a Republican. <laughs> and, the, and the doctor said, who actually was a Democrat, the doctor said, today, Mr. President, we're all Republicans. Uh, and so it was interesting that at a moment of crisis, at a moment of you know, got to, got to deal with this right now. It, it didn't matter. Those things didn't matter. It was a crisis and it had to be solved right then. And uh, so it was a, a humorous moment, but a realistic moment as well.
0: That's true. So let me ask you this. Do you think that the coronavirus COVID-19 when it takes someone's life, do you think it cares whether or not you Republican, Democrat, independent? Do you think so? No. Do you think that no, the I, things nope. that, that matter in life care about your race, color, creed, no. And I think that we as people have been, I don't want to say suckered or lured into these places of you go to your corner, I go to my corner, we draw this line in the sand. I think that's where we went wrong at. We went we made a left a left turn there and forgot that we're all a part of this journey together we all are part of this storm we may be experiencing different things in the storm but we all are part of this and it is clear if what if what has happened with this covid-19 has not showed america that what affects one indirectly affects another person's directly. Uh, the virus that, are, that, that originated in another part of the world is now affecting people in all parts of the world. I mean, I, I, I uh, had an interview with Dr. All, who is one of the leading um, uh, uh, experts in uh, medicine uh, in this area, in this region and uh, at Bowman Gray, and he and I were talking, and we were having a real in-depth conversation. And one of the things that he was sharing with me is, was was very enlightening, is talked about how this virus has exposed so many flaws or so many things or imperfections in our systems, in our medical systems, in everything. It basically caught us off guard. It basically caught us unprepared. But here's what, what I took from that is that, Every day in life, so many things are happening that show us that we're in this together, but yet we miss so many signs of it. We miss so many signs that that, that here we are in the 21st century, in 2020, and we still have mentality of the 60s or the 50s black-white divide to me that is crazy that we continually think like that and constantly divide along party lines and things of that nature when people are dying literally dying every day based on things like that but here's the other part of that is that at some point in time we've got to speak truth to power and i say that because truth dictates the direction of history and dictates the direction of a country. The lies also dictate the direction and causes effect in a country. So we have to be careful what we put out into this atmosphere because it affects the direction of this country and and how we stand on certain things, whether it's a lie or the truth becomes the standards. And ain't that yeah, amazing and that I a are... lie can become the standards?
1: Well, it is, and, uh, and, and the various different kinds of lies become the standards. And, you know, you and I are having this conversation because we believe we can actually have an impact and bring things together. And even by discussing them, we have an opportunity to do that. But the power centers, that's not you and me. We're not sitting in those power centers up there and uh, vying for for top power and top money or whatever it is they vie for. But uh, the inconsistency, and I was uh, looking at that this morning with Joe Biden and uh, the Tara Reid accusation. And, uh, and, and I was just sitting there thinking about the huge double standard between the ways the mainstream media covered the accusations of Brent Kavanaugh and the accusation from Christine Blasey Ford and the way they treated the accusation uh, of Tara Reid against Joe Biden. I mean, the differences are, are stark. Uh, the differences in the story are different, very, very different. You know, Christine Ford, there was not one person that corroborated her story. Not one other person on the planet remembered this so-called drunken teenage party or anything like it. No one from that time remembers Ford ever telling them about it or anything like it. But you have Tara Reid coming forward, and there are six different people. Interestingly, they're all Democrats. Tara Reid is a Democrat, and all the people that have come forward are Democrats. And they all say that back at the time, Tara told them about the assault uh, from Joe Biden when it happened. So then I'm looking at some numbers. So CNN waited 24 days to cover this allegation of Tara Reed against Joe Biden. But by contrast, CNN published 700 articles about allegations against Brett Kavanaugh in 19 day, in the 19 days after it became public, up until its confirmation. So think about that. 700. We're covering 700 against Brett Kavanaugh, one against Joe Biden. And then, interestingly enough, it was CNN that had the tape of Tara Reed's mother calling into Larry King back at the very time when she says this happened. So, Tara Reed's mom calls into Larry King and says, "My my my daughter had the situation with a prominent senator. She's not sure what she should do. If she should take it to the press." No one has denied that. she that the mom is the one who called. It just seems to me that it's a it's a huge. Uh, double standard. You know the New York Times, the Washington Times, other Alice, Alice. They've been silent
0: for weeks. Doc, I can't believe you use that word double standard. I really can't. I mean, this country, this this country has functioned on double standard since the uh, inception of it, Doc. I mean, if we, What well, that's for sure, it, it, right? No so, so, about. so if we are just going to be transparent and have what we call, as they say, real conversation, there, there has been so much double standard from the inception of this country, we can go back and give you every century of of, since we've been here, every decade since we've been here and show you double standards. We can even start recently, four years ago, right? So right, wrong, indifferent, uh, there was a guy uh, who was caught on tape saying what he did and how he did it. It didn't affect the outcome. So what that told me was that if you can say it, Verbally, get caught recorded saying it visually see you saying it and yet and yet you still go on without hesitation and when I mean what that says to me is that well we've come to a place in our country where we've got to do gut checks now we really need to look in the mirror and see what are we doing or where are we headed because at the end of the day at the end of the day eventually Eventually, it'll circle back around.
1: You can't, you can't
0: hide the truth forever. I mean, no, you,
1: can, as, you know, you mentioned truth a couple times, and you know where people get their information is really interesting to me. You know, and, and we uh, we live in a day where one person watches, you know, this group of uh, news outlets, and this other group watches another group, and their truth is wherever this group says, and the other group's truth is wherever that group says, uh, and so it's really an interesting day, and then. Google and Facebook and everybody else they filter the so-called truth the way they want to filter it and so you are sometimes sort of left with gut check. You're right. It's interesting that
0: with yeah, you, so you, you trust. Yeah, but you know you can tell a lie enough time to where it becomes the truth. You literally yep. can. We could sit in a room of 100 people, start one story at the end and by the time it gets to the opposite end, that story has changed five times. I mean, <laughs> you think about how many people we placed in jail on death row based on a lie. Yeah. So if you t- you, you can tell a lie so many times that it becomes believable and the truth. Here's what I say. The litmus test is simple. Is that if you remove all these adjectives and descriptions. What do I want at the end of the day? If two people are running, who is best to serve this country? I don't care if they pink, I don't care if they green, I don't care if they Republican, I don't care if they independent, Democrat, you give me the best man for the job, bottom line. And if the best man for the job happens to be Democrat, fine. If the best man for that job happens to be independent, fine. You know, And that was one of the things that I said to the people, when I was running, it's simple. Do you want a black sheriff? Do you want a white sheriff? Do you want an independent sheriff? Do you want a democratic sheriff? Or do you want a good sheriff? Bottom line. Because when you're in public office as an elected official, you don't just serve Democrats. You don't just serve Republicans. You don't just serve independents. You don't just serve black. You don't just serve white. You just serve all the people. And that is why when our forefathers, they had it right. We the people for the people. It wasn't for a particular group of people. They may have intended that, but guess <laughs> what? They may have intended that, but the truth of the matter is, it's for all the people. We yeah. the people.
1: You're exactly right. Some of their intentions may not have been good, but the document was pretty darn good. Exactly. <laughs> they, exactly. They got it out. Uh, so, um, I have a question for you. I, I, I got an answer like for a, you, too. This is like an off-guard question, and I don't know the answer if you ask me. I don't know what my answer would be. Sure. Uh, but are there news sources that you trust a lot
0: out there major ones let me tell you something i learned the thing in my life it says in god i trust everyone else i investigate so i use that same mantra (laughs) that if i hear information from my children i'm gonna vet it when you tell me something doc as close as we are I gotta vet it. I gotta run it through the different cycles in my head and see, does it actually mean that? Cause you know, sometimes people can say something real vague and give you some information that kinda is like, ah, it kinda, yes, no, maybe so. So when I talk about information, I get information from a lot of different places. My objective is to vet it. I can get information from CNN. I can get information from Fox. I can get information from a lot of different places. But I'm old enough, mature enough, and uh, educated enough to where you can't just feed me BS and think that I, I'm, I'm gonna swallow it. You can't give me chicken s and not know that it's chicken salad. <laughs> so I, I get that and I understand that, right? So yeah. I, I vet information. You should always vet your right. information.
1: And we all we all need to do that. And those who are just blindly following this
0: or that. Need and to see, based stop. on what you said, I can tell you don't trust CNN, right?
1: Well, at this moment, I don't trust anybody, uh, uh, any main source out there, but okay. all I can, I can point out the inconsistencies. I mean, some of the inconsistent. So you know, an accused. Do you watch uh, CNN?
0: What's that? Do you watch CNN? I do. Okay, I good, 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 good. You got the app? Okay. You watch Fox? But when
1: they, I do. I got the app.
0: Okay, and I got good. several others. You wa- got hold, hold, I'm going somewhere. You watch BET? I
1: do. I what's BET? Watch the news channels and sports mostly. Black Entertainment Network. So.
0: Okay, just checking. I mean, we got to make sure we we, we vetted. Yeah, okay, just making sure. Where you... my white? I wonder where my white Entertainment Network. I guess that's all the rest of. them. <laughs> yeah, it is right. White Entertainment <laughs> News. Okay, it is. It is. <laughs> you. I'm glad you. I'm glad you acknowledged that. Right. I just want to get there before you did. Yeah. Because that's exactly where I was going. Exactly where I was going. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was trying to go back to one of those uh, Motown singers again that you always accuse me of not knowing.
0: Smokey um, Robinson, The Dales, Who you want? Bobby Blue Band, Who you want? Elvis. El- okay. <laughs> love me tender. Love me sweet. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're,
1: you're a better. You're a better sheriff than you are singer. Just. Just for the record. Okay. <laughs> we, and we aren't going to hear me give an attempt at it. I can guarantee you that.
0: Like, you know, if you can't laugh and live and love life, what's the purpose? That's exactly right. Yeah. And exactly. and, and and in my age, if I can't be who I am, then what's the purpose? <laughs> yeah. And if people think I can't sing, they're probably right. All right, so I'm gonna point out one more uh, CNN in- inconsistency and then we can go on something else. Well, what is it with you and CNN? But well, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, it's not really CNN. I actually don't know who I'm accusing right now. Yeah, you said it. You said it. it, you
0: said it, you said it, the slip, you said it. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: When the accused is a Republican candidate for Supreme Court, we throw out all due process and we should believe all women, even if there's zero corroboration, and we should launch and support a Me Too movement. But when the accused is a Democrat candidate for president, we should stand firmly for due process. We should believe the man, even in the face of strong evidence and multiple corroborators. And we should probably throw the Me Too movement in the trash for a while until after the election. So I think because uh, you know we have listeners out there, and I'll guarantee you that a lot of them are thinking that very thought. Man, this is the the difference between the way we're treating Brett Kavanaugh and the way we're treating Joe Biden is so stark. It's so different. And you're you're pointing out, I think, very very appropriately, the millions of other inconsistencies that occur all the time. But this one's hot in the press, happening this very day, and so people are thinking about it right now.
0: Well. As the preacher would say, wow. So <laughs> my my thoughts on that is this. Everyone who has been violated has a voice. Amen. I believe in supporting those that have been violated. I believe in supporting women uh, at all costs. Um, I just think that we need to go about this and let's vet the information. Let's let's do what we should do. And figure and at the out. end of the
1: day, you know. At the end of the day, I think you would agree with me one hundred percent on this. I don't know, but it let me hear it. Like our options are going to be down to bad versus worse, <laughs> uh, which is really really sad to think about it. Um, and you know, uh, at what, the end of the day,
0: what, what do you mean bad versus worse? What does that mean? Well,
1: I'm just saying, if one you said a minute ago that you know our current president has a history, a very checkered history when it comes to relationships with women, and he had his on. Mike no, I, uh, I don't know comment. no, no,
0: I don't know what it, I'm just telling you what was reported what I heard what I saw yeah. I don't know his, his past women I wasn't there I mean so I don't know well, in both
1: cases we weren't there but I guess it's going to be one person who's, who's been accused and you know you really can't prove it against another person who's been accused and you really can't prove it and so you, you're kind of down to your gut feeling and who do you like and uh, some of those kinds of things or maybe it's policy maybe it's, uh, maybe it's just about which policies do you like more
0: I think that all of us fall short in some yeah. kind of way. All of us have proclivities and things that except we, for me. excuse me?
1: Except for you and me, of course.
0: Well, no, no, no. I for you, I, I, I'm not going to be in that category. <laughs> we all fall short. <laughs> no, we, all, I'm not we all have imperfections. We do. Yeah. And I think that this day and time, which we living in is that let's find the most dirt we can on an individual. And throw, and throw it up and let's see what happens now yep. what I want to know is what guy's best for the job I want to know what the guy policies are uh, I'd almost be for an IQ test tell you the truth I want to know what and who is going to be the best for our next generations that come behind us because we're, we're setting the stage and the course for everything that comes behind us know that Leadership leadership has a has has a way of setting the standard. You do know that, right?
1: Very much so.
0: And so we gotta be careful what and who is leading, whether it's your church, whether it's your business, whether it's your school, whether it's your city, county government. We have to be careful. You must Yeah, you know the, yeah you you're, can, gonna, the,
1: you're gonna earn a PhD in leadership, uh, and that's that degree program was started by a university called Tennessee Temple University. They had their founder was a guy named Lee Robertson, and he had a slogan. I'm not sure if it was original with him or if he ever claimed it was original with him, but he always said everything rises and falls on leadership.
0: Actually, he and, got that from me, Doc. That was one of I my. That, yeah, that was my statement. Leadership hinges rises and falls on 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 leadership. Also, it was that's thing. So
1: old. You're, that al- man was died at a, almost 100 years old.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100. that's something I've been saying for years, Doc. A white guy, right? See what I'm saying? So you don't give the white guy credit for my stuff, right? See, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about right there. Now you're going to say 100 years old. That's something you and I talked about because I spent it and said that leadership has the ability to construct and destruct. It's the same yeah. thing. But Doc, if I can be a uh, uh, little humility, right? I probably feel like they should go ahead and bestow that PhD on me already because I've earned it through the School of Hard Knocks. <laughs>
1: we're going give you the honorary doctorate and make you earn the the uh, the uh, the uh, academic
0: one. No, nah, you know uh, what? If if they gave it to me, it might make me think I was a part of that privileged class if somebody gave me something. You know, I'd have to <laughs> think about that. You know, then I'd be in that class with you, that privileged group of people, that they you know <laughs> they don't they don't have to earn it, they just we're gonna give it to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I have to be careful of the classes that people <laughs> see me. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, that's true. I've never heard a stinking thing. Everything was handed to me. And <laughs> so, I, how, I,
0: how do you do that? How, how does that work? All you
1: have to do is be white. So, so yeah. Stuff, do you have to stand in the line?
0: Do you have to stand in the line? So, you know, I had to stand in line at the Home Depot the other day. I had to stand in line. You probably just walk right on in, don't you?
1: That's exactly right. It's just given to me automatically. I, you know, I am glad, though, in all seriousness, that I lived for 10 years in the West Indies where I was a very slim minority. How did no, uh, so I want to know. How did
0: that feel? How did that feel being you know, a minority?
1: it's probably one of the reasons you and I are friends <laughs> uh, because you know your, li- your life changes when you walk in another man's shoes for a while. And, uh, you know, I know what it's like to go in a restaurant with my family and sit there and everybody else in the restaurant being served and them avoiding my table. And like, I try to get the uh, attention of a, a waitress a couple of times and then everybody around me is snickering and smiling and they won't wait on me. And I get up and walk out with my, you know, my little girls, my wife feeling just horribly embarrassed. I, you know, it's uh and I actually had, a better situation obviously than a lot of people in America do, because at least I was that so-called rich American, you know, at least I had some funds, And, uh, yeah, even though I was a, I was a missionary and living on missionary wages, which isn't very much, but it was a whole lot better than a lot of them were living on. But nonetheless, I do know that feeling of, uh, of, of uh, uh, of, you know, being, being discriminated against. And, uh, I can give you 50 examples of it that I experienced during those years down there. So, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> Uh, an interesting
0: reality. Doc, I'm glad you had that experience because I can give you I can give you ten examples in the last uh, ten years of being a law enforcement official and being stopped in profile in a and lot hey, of. Wait, huh? We have
1: two and a half minutes left. You should quickly tell the story of what happened to you within the last week of when you like almost got shot. <laughs> and man, you, you know what?
0: You know what, Doc? I'm still having. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, traumatic syndrome, uh, PSTAD, whatever it is. I'm, yeah, I'm still having stress behind that, Doc. I'm still struggling with that, Doc. You know what I mean? Uh, one of the guys made a joke about it the other day, Doc, and it took <laughs> me back, right? So I got to wait till I get over there before I can talk about it. You know, you have to process certain things. You have to realize. Can I, can
1: I at least say that the sheriff of my county almost got shot by somebody doc, in law
0: enforcement because doc, he showed up in the middle of the night? You, know, scene? you know what it made me realize too, Doc? And what I told them, it made me realize three things. As a leader, maybe I should, probably shouldn't be out there um, that time of night. I probably should be somewhere else. But the two <laughs> more important things that it brought to my attention was that I'm still black in America. Even though yeah. what my position is, even though what I was ascended to, uh, I'm still an African-American in America. Another thing that it made me realize, too, I need to pray more often and than thank God for grace and mercy, because that was grace and mercy.
1: But well, I'm glad I'm glad they didn't shoot you. That's for sure. You and, glad?
0: That uh, messed up. Yes, that messed but, up. That messed up a perfectly, a uh, Armani suit. So I'm I'm glad too. You know. So. Um, yeah suit and then I had to find a new partner for my show. That I was know. Like see? A- see? See? And you probably wouldn't have went got an African American. You probably <laughs> wouldn't have got another partner that looked like you, thought like you, wouldn't give you so much grief and flag, right? I know.
1: I, I hope our listeners appreciate sarcasm and don't believe that, that I actually believe half the things I've said for the last 10 minutes. Yeah, so it's true. Now. It's
0: true. Listen, if they need somebody to attest to that, I, I'll gladly <laughs> sign off on it because... <laughs> All right. Well, our listening
1: audience just went to zero this week. So we're going to have to look hard back next week. Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, listen, we've got 20 seconds left.
0: So what uh, what bring
1: us together message do you have in this thing off?
0: In this thing off is that we got to remember, like I always say, we may be in different places in life, but we in this storm together. And we got to remember that what directly affects one, indirectly affects one. We got to love each other embrace each other's differences and together we are stronger than we are as individuals
1: Now, this shall all men know that you are my disciples by your love one for another this has been Black and White Let's Just Talk